Now, Ms. Mkitlana, many people want to know why the information that was omitted did not make it into the minutes. Well, there are different ways of taking minutes. In Parliament, we take minutes based on the agenda and we reflect the outcomes. You know that some types of minutes, they reflect a verbatim uh, way of uh, taking uh, minutes. Now, for Parliament, we take minutes based on the agenda and the outcomes, and we record all the sittings in a Hansard. Now, when you read the minutes, you must read the minutes and the Hansard. So the way in which we have been reporting the minutes in this instance is the way in which uh, uh, matters have, have been dealt with. Now, we, we, we want to state very clearly that our minutes don't reflect point of orders, and we can go through the minutes of the previous sitting. You will see that we reflect the outcomes. We don't reflect the point of order. If you take, for instance, yesterday uh, sitting, where you had a number of point of orders, you will see that in the minutes that come out, you don't reflect all of those point of orders because you are working on the outcome-based way of writing. Now, what I understand to have happened then uh, on the issue that was that was raised by the Honourable Member is that uh, they've made a proposal to make an amendment uh, to the minutes, and the chairperson has accordingly uh, responded to say that issue will be looked at and will be corrected as proposed by the member. But the way in which we have been taking minutes, it's, you know, we don't reflect the point of orders, but reflect the agenda of the day and what was concluded. Which is slightly confusing because she did not say it would be put in a way that, you know, the member has actually um, uh, reflected, but she said it should be put in a manner in which it is usually put. Now, you know, for someone on the outside, that would suggest that what we are seeing currently is deviating from the norm. No, no. Actually, what would be deviating for the norm is to indicate that you know, the various points of orders that uh, were written. That would be a deviation for them from the norm. Now, what I understand uh, the chairperson to mean, uh, and what I understood from the concern that was raised by honorable members, was that they wanted uh, uh, the point of order that was raised on the issue of scrambling to be reflected. They wanted the point of order, the second point of order that uh, were raised by other members to be also reflected. Now, we can reflect those in general terms without necessarily going through the verbatim route because we have the Hansard for that. The Hansard captures everything that was said in the manner in which was said without any form of editing whatsoever. And in Parliament, you read the minutes of the House with the Hansard. Is this not interfering with principles of openness and transparency, though? Because it doesn't accurately reflect then what actually happened. No, that's why I'm saying, Sakina, in Parliament, you must read the minutes of the House with the Hansard. That is the standard procedure in parliamentary settings, and it's not unique to the South African Parliament. It's what is done all over the world. Now, Hansards are very important in a parliamentary setting, you know. So you have to, when you read the minutes, read the minutes with the Hansard. Now, the Hansard is a verbatim recording of exactly what happened. So there is no way in which you can then hide anything in a verbatim recording of what happened. 
And that is the explanation of uh, why the minutes were reflected in the manner in which they did, thereby the Secretary of Parliament, Mr. Gengezi Mgitlana. And um, though noteworthy that the opposition parties did object and they did ask for the minutes to actually reflect what went down verbatim, as the Secretary was saying, as per hindsight, uh, which, of course, we don't necessarily have access to. And uh, now to tell us more about this and to look at, uh, you know, how history actually is affected by what could happen here is the CEO of the South African uh, South African History Online, Omar Bacha. Thanks for your time this morning. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to the Secretary of Parliament and the listeners. Mr. Pacha, what do you make of uh, Secretary of the National uh, uh, of the uh, of Parliament, Mr. Mkitlana, saying that uh, Parliament, uh, you know, usually does not reflect on uh, the, in their minutes on points of orders that are raised during debates? Uh, I think he's uh, procedurally correct. I think uh, that first and foremost, there are minutes, uh, and those minutes. Uh, uh, are amended and, and added to uh, amended, and then uh, you have hansard at the end of the day, which must reflect uh, the, the the debate as, as as accurately as possible. You know, it's a substantial verbatim report. So at the end of the day, we are dependent on hansard. Um, so the. Uh, the secretary is right. Uh, the, you have to read the minutes in relationship to the Hansa because at the end of the day for the record, public record, the Hansa is most important. But for debate uh, uh, and in a contentious issue, understandably, you know, members of both parties of the House, both all the sides of the House would, would you know, uh, in, the, in the heat of the moment, uh, raise issues, uh, which for a layman might uh, be quite confusing at times. But to be correct, Hansard must, at the end of the day, reflect the, the substantial debate that took place in in Parliament. So that uh, it historians, but also citizens, at the at the end of the day, can refer to that and 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 you know. Uh, raise issues with the members of parliament or write into to parliament uh, around any issue that is raised in parliament. So, no, I agree that the, the secretary is right. Um, they are to, the minutes must be read in, in relationship to the Hansard. And uh, with regard to South African history online, how would uh, last uh, Thursday's action be captured? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh, like most uh, 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 historians, uh, and I was an act, uh, and we depend firstly on the people on the ground. We depend on what Hansard says, what is recorded, what uh, in the public media. Um, and and you know uh, and uh, so at the end of the day you take all of these and 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 you make an assessment, uh, you know. Uh, and and uh, we are faced with this dilemma. 
and and we have we have to be very cautious and not uh, you know jump to conclusions uh, when history is we are the cold face of history. We will need to be able to stand back and say now why is this debate at the moment so acrimonious and uh, and so important also um, and and in the. In the you know, we are experiencing a new type of understanding what is happening in Parliament. There is a great deal of interest, and you're having these debates. But you need to stand back and analyze this debate in in relationship to what has happened in the last two to three years, uh, and in this particular case, the issue of the president and his accountability to parliament. Um, uh, and uh, so, yes, uh, mm. we have to be very cautious and, and not uh, uh, take sides or uh, make rash decisions about what we put on. Um, social media, the, the, the new electronic age has, has change the way we look at the world and how we understand it. But at the same time, we have to all the time say, okay, now let's look at it historically. Let's look at it, what has happened over the period of time. 